0: Hello and welcome back to A Pinch of Honesty. Today we are going to delve into the past. Um, so I'd like to start off this podcast by saying I watched um a documentary, I would call it a documentary, um, by Soleil Moonfry. So, for any of you kind of the same age as me, writes Punky Brewster. And she went through um, basically every kind of video she had taped from the time she ended Punky Brewster um, through kind of her teenage years and into her 20s and all of her journals and then kind of put together this story of the past. Um, And it was very emotional Um, for, you know, a lot of reasons, right? There's a lot of kid actors that had died that she was friends with. Um, there was just kind of a lot of heartache. There was a lot of alcohol and drug abuse, of course. Um, and, and the way, you know, she told the story was very interesting because it was also really kind of around not only her relationships with all these other people, but then like her relationship with herself and, um, and how she, you know, um, interacted with all these other individuals and basically the holes in her life she was kind of trying to fill um, with basically men. Um, and I thought it was uh, poignant that, you know, she points out the person she lost her virginity to was Charlie Sheen. And, you know, she only really had good things to say about Charlie Sheen. Um, and, you know, looking around today at the way people are portrayed, you um, You know, I wouldn't have guessed that um, based off of kind of what you see in the media today. Um, But being that, you know, I'm of a very similar age to um, her and, you know, a lot of music and things that are going on at the exact same time were going on in the exact same time in my life. It kind of made me want to stop and reflect and it made me want to dig out um, old journals and old pictures and old books um, and and kind of go back through my past as well. And um, so I started down that rabbit trail yesterday evening and um, and I stopped myself and I stopped myself for two reasons. So first of all, um, there are a handful of people who I constantly, I wouldn't say constantly, but it's like every six months I go and I Google them to see if I can find where they are or what they're doing. And one is an ex-boyfriend who treated me horribly when we were together, treated me even worse when we broke up. Um, the amount of heartache and the amount of, um, the amount of pain um, represented by this individual is crazy. And the fact that I continue to go back and look him up, I feel like is a sign that I probably have unfinished emotional business to deal with, <laughs> um, with him in particular. Um, there is an old, um, girlfriend that, um, we left things on. I can't even, I cannot even remember the last time, you know, we spoke. Um, and this is somebody who I lived with as a roommate for years and it's like, it just, it petered out and ended. And, um, you know, so I'm constantly kind of like, is she still alive? Is she okay? You know, where is she? Those types of things. And um, she's definitely, you know, not online either. Um, And all these people I was friends with kind of around the exact same time, um, out of them, you know, there's a couple of them that I still keep in contact with. Um, I'm not close with really any of them anymore, which is um, pretty bizarre. Um, There was one individual um, who, you know, in all of my journals and all my books, I called Q mostly because his name was Quentin and I didn't know how to spell Quentin um, to save my life. Um, and he just really wanted to go to medical school, um, and really wanted to be a doctor. And this guy was an arrogant twat, really. Um, because he has such a funky name, you know, and even his last name is even weirder than his first name. Um, he was actually kind of somebody who was easy to find. And so yesterday when I was going down this path of, you know, the past, um, I found him and he is indeed now a doctor, Um, but the thing that I thought was really striking about it was that when he, I went to go look at like the reviews of him as a doctor. Right. And, um, he has something like two stars out of five stars with all these ratings. And basically everybody said, you know, he has no bedside manner. He's arrogant. He's rude. He did multiple surgeries, needed to have them redone again, Um, you know, there weren't a lot of like glowing reviews, like, you know, oh, what a, you know, what a fantastic doctor. And the thing that I remember the most about Q was that when he wanted to get, you know, so he'd taken like the MSADs and I remember vividly, he was applying to medical schools and he couldn't get a letter of recommendation to go to medical school from any of the folks at our undergrad. um, Because everybody basically said, you do not have the personality. You do not have the type of bedside manner that would really be required for a doctor. And, you know, this is somebody when they're, you know, 20, 21 years old and they're saying this, right? Now, of course, I think, you know, he's been a doctor for over 20 years and has not, I mean, it, obviously he's, you know, making money at it and is doing okay, but but the the basis of people's comments about him is exact same as it was when he was 21 years old tells me, Um, he hasn't really changed. Right. Um, as an individual now, you know, my guess is he's still not, he's not dating the, the same person he was dating when we were in undergrad. And, you know, I'm sure his life has taken lots of twists and turns. Um, but looking at it, you know, I thought to myself, I'm not missing anything. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not missing those people. I think more than anything, it's kind of the curiosity of what kind of happened to all these folks. Um, you know, did they get married? Did they settle down? Are they doing okay? Those types of things. And deep down, I think you're kind of hoping for some disaster in somebody's life, right? Like, you know, somebody who was a total turd, you know, that they're really, you know, having kind of a rough go of it. And so that's the other thing is I realized I don't want to go down this path of looking up some of these old people, because if that's really what I'm looking for, I'm looking for, you know, you treated me like crap. So I'm kind of hoping that you've had a rough go of it that's not what I want to put out there, right? Like I don't want to be um, wishing ill on other people because of something that happened, you know, 25 years ago. Right. So um, I kind of, I kind of stopped that path. Now I do, you know, keep loads and loads of journals and I've kept journals forever. And so I do intend at some point, I think actually to pull out a bunch of older journals and really go back and um, look at the past But I intend to look at the past not so much for the people that were in it, Um, but I think on this kind of long journey of healing and how do you heal a lot of trauma, um, I intend to go back and look at it from a higher up level of, you know, what happened with a lot of these relationships and where can I learn, right? Like stop Googling to find folks um, and either wish them well or ill, (laughs) And instead, you know, take this, this, um, broader perspective of, you know, what happened in those relationships, what happened in those interactions that I'm no longer, like I can no longer even find you. Right. So at the time, obviously things went to hell in a handbasket between me and whoever those people are, why not really try to take that for what it is and learn, right? Um, it also made me realize that there are people who I still, I'm somewhat in contact with from my youth, um, that I miss, you know, like I genuinely miss them. Um, I had a best friend, I growing up, um, and we were tight as all get out. Um, you know, we had loads of ups and downs. Like I think anybody does, um, as you're growing up and they're growing up. Right. Um, and there are things like, she got married right out of high school and I absolutely was opposed to it, right? Like I was just, you know, my high horse, you know, I had to judge it. I had to make comments on it. I had to basically say what a horrible idea it is. And she's still married to the guy today, right? I mean, they've been married, <laughs> oh goodness, I don't know, just shy of probably 30 years, Um now the real thing is, is, is she happy? You know, is she happily married? I assume so. Cause they're still married, but you know, I don't, I don't actually talk to her that often. And so, um, you know, she's one of those people that I want to reach out to and just, I think reconnect with, right? Like I would actually like my daughter to know her, um, because she was such an important part of my childhood. Um, you know, and with that, it makes me realize that nowadays, um, even my siblings, you know, we're all so spread out that she doesn't see them, you know, because she doesn't see them. Right. So, you know, she's not, uh, it's not tight knit with say, for example, my, my brother and his kids, because, you know, he lives in a different state and, you know, he's now divorced and, you know, getting everybody together is not that easy. And, um, and so then I wonder, like, is she missing out on something, right? Because my cousins were such a massive part of my life. Um, and, you know, even my aunts and uncles, um, we traveled with them. We we spent an insane amount of time with them. And part of me wonders if, you know, as folks move further and further away from each other, which seems like it's happening more and more now than it did previously, is that one of those things that we're losing, right? Like you're losing that tight knit, um, extended kind of family feel, you know, and I know for my husband, he grew up like next door to his cousins. And so it was kind of the exact same thing. Right. Um, and so all because of this, you know, nineties documentary, it, uh, it brought back a lot of old feelings and it brought back a lot of old memories. It, uh, it made me, want to heal a lot of wounds from when I was a kid and being a kid, I mean like teenage years where, um, I definitely was not true to who I am or even was at the time. And instead, you know, as a teenager, I was honestly trying my hardest to not deal with myself. So I would do things like I would fill up every single waking moment with school and with friends and with drugs and with alcohol. You know, and I would I would fill up that space so that I didn't have to feel and I didn't have to think. Um, with all that being said, it's pretty amazing that I actually did as well as I did in school. <laughs> um, And I think part of it was that since that was like that portion of filling up space so I didn't have to deal with myself, um, I think that I did okay because it was like a, a, you know, segment I would focus on, right? Um, But not healthy, (laughs) as I sit here trying to think of the word you want to use, right? Like not healthy. Um, and even now, you know, I have not dealt with that portion of my life really at all. Right. Like I've dealt with a lot of like childhood trauma. Like I've dealt with a lot of adult trauma, like, but that, that segment, that, that teenage angsty segment years, I haven't dealt with at all. Um, you know, and I haven't dealt with, um, you know so i i had dated an older kid when i was in high school um you know and i cheated on him and i cheated on him a lot and um i haven't dealt with that you know haven't dealt with why right like i haven't dealt with what made me even want to date him <laughs> you know cuz looking back at it it's you know it 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 was this young kid and and he had a twin brother. And at the time I, you know, he was friends with my brother and, you know, both, both of them were friends with my brother. And, um, I kind of could have cared less which one I dated. Right. And so if you don't care which one you're dating, do you actually really even want to be with them? Right. Um, and I think, you know, in the end, I really didn't want to be with either of them. Um, and I think, a large portion of me was hoping that I would find myself through these interactions with other people, like eventually. Right. And instead of kind of opening that up and being like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, here's what I, I've learned. Um, instead it was kind of like just from relationship and interaction to relationship and interaction to relationship and interaction. Now I would say by the time I got to college I think a lot of this spiraled into me being able to kind of list out things that would make me compatible with other people and things that would make relationships hard. And, um, (laughs) and there's things like, for example, I cannot stand the sound of people eating. I can't, I can't stand it. Um, And so for example, I can't sit there while somebody else is eating. Like if I'm eating and they're eating, then I don't hear them eating. Um, I really cannot deal with people eating with their mouth open. And so for example, that best friend I talked about growing up with, she, when we first became friends ate with her mouth open and, um, and I was like, I can't, I can't be friends with you if you're going to eat with your mouth open. And so she actually trained herself not to. And the funny thing is, is now she's kind of the same way, right? Like she can't stand to hear people eat. Um, And so I can't, I really can't stand to hear people eat. And there was, um, there was this guy when I was an undergrad who I crushed on for years, right? Like in my head, he was this golden Adonis where I would have almost given up anything to be with him. Now he always picked these girls to date that were like perfect, you know, they were made up perfect. They looked perfect they were insanely fit. You know, he was a cross country runner. And so he only ever really dated these, like, just, I mean, I would call them just crazy hot girls. Right. Um, and girls from like wealthy families, um, girls who had everything. Right. So at some point in undergrad, he ended up single and I ended up single and, you know, we'd been friends and, um, we went out on a date and he ate with his mouth open. (laughs) And he licked his fingers and there were just things where I was like, this just isn't going to work. And, you know, he's now of course married. Um, you know, he has three kids. He's very, very happy. Um, I look back at that time and it's like, you know, my life could have taken such a dramatically different course had I been kind of more open to different directions. And if I were open to different directions, where would I have ended up, right? Because instead of being with kind of the type A person that I'm with now, happily with, I will say, um, I could have ended up with somebody, you know, kind of wildly different. And, you know, a lot of those things where I was making poor choices and really trying to like struggle through avoiding myself and kind of just sort of jumping from relationship to relationship, a lot of those things gave me the grounding and the footing for kind of where I am now, Um, however, I've never dealt with a lot of the traumas, um, (laughs) allergies, sorry. I know it sounds like I'm, I'm husky today. Totally not husky, need water. Um, anyways, I haven't dealt with a lot of those traumas. And so, you know, all of this, um, looking towards the past, you know, do you look towards the past thinking of what could have been, or do you look towards the past, as a way of looking for the real and genuine connections that you had with individuals, the, the love and angst that you shared, or is it more kind of all the, what could have been, right? So, you know, I saw this article about, um, this girl who was like 1968 and she was 16 and she got pregnant by her boyfriend and she her parents and the kids, the boy's parents all sat down and, um, the dad of the boy said, you tell us what to do and we will do it. And so the dad of the girl said, they're never ever allowed to see each other again for the rest of their lives. And so the dad of the boy said, okay, fine. And that was that, right? Like they never saw each other again. She ended up giving birth to a little girl on the boy's 17th birthday. And, um, you know, went into the hospital, had this baby girl and then gave it up for adoption. Well, now, um, you know, years upon years later, right? Forty years later, the girl, because of all the DNA testing, goes out and does a DNA test and finds her mom and finds her dad. And because she links up with both of them, they reunite back together and they fall in love and get married. Oh, sigh, sigh, happiness, happiness. And of course, they're kind of like, you know, our parents are well dead. You know, we've already had kind of our 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 first marriages and our kids and our lives. Um, And so this kind of love child um, brings them back together and they rekindled what they had when they were in high school. And um, I think to some extent, um, those feelings and those relationships were real, you know, during that time. However, I can honestly say that I am not the person that I was back then you know, and so the fact that like this couple can get back together and are back in love and, and they got married, which is like, ah, <laughs> just a sweet story. Um, and I know that, you know, looking at a lot of folks from that generation, um, I've heard a number of stories like this where, you know, high school flings have gotten back together and they have have ended up, you know, getting married. I know for me that would never, ever be the case because I am 100% not that person. And since I spent so little time being who I was then. Um, I think even those relationships, albeit they were real at the time, um, they were all based kind of in a fallacy, right? Like they were based in this kind of weird person that, you know, I was trying to avoid. <laughs> um, and so anyways, I intend to go back and read through some of my journals. I'm sure they're filled with, um, longing and heartbreak and angst. Um. I was dumped a lot. Um, You know, I didn't do a lot of dumping. Again, I think I had that, like, I'll stick around forever, even if it's not right, um, because I was just kind of who I was. And because of that, right, like, because if you're always taking the rejection of somebody breaking up with you, I think it also means that um, you're all too willing to jump into things that aren't even right. Um, because you want acceptance, right? Like you don't want to be rejected again. And so you're like, Oh, well, this person's like super into me. So I'm definitely jumping into it. And so, um, I saw that cycle with myself a lot, um, you know, kind of as a teen and into my early twenties. Um, and so, you know, with that, really, you know, I intend to go down this journey of understanding and acceptance of all of the bad decisions I made and the bad relationships I was in and, um, kind of the heartache and the misery and the unknowing, you know, um, I spent a lot of time, I think, walking on eggshells, trying not to be who I was, um, you know, I remember going out to a club again with that best friend and my brother making a, a statement that um that he thought my outfit looked horrible because I had on a tight shirt and some jeans. And, you know, back in the day it was one of those things where I was always very proud of my tiny waist and my big boobs, right? And of course, you know, I, I still kind of have a smallish waist. I ha- do not have big boobs. Um, and I remember constantly thinking I was never good enough or pretty enough. And looking back at the pictures, I was beautiful. And it makes me think I am beautiful. Um, But you don't see it, right? Because we're in the weeds, you know, and I'm constantly seeing the bags under my eyes from being tired. Um, Or you see gray hairs. (laughs) I am getting a couple gray hairs. I could easily dye my hair, right? Like I could easily, again, try to hide it or do something about it. Um, but I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I want to embrace it all. Hold it all. So anyways, thanks for coming along on the journey. I'll keep you posted on how it's going. And I appreciate every single one of you And even though this is kind of the present, not the past, um, all of that past influences us now. So um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for all of it. Um, Now I just want to digest it, I think, and be whole as I integrate it all into who I am today. So. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you on the flip side.